turn off your phone every night at 7 p.m. and don't bring it up to your bedroom. So that's the first part of the challenge. The second part of the challenge is find a fiction book to read before you go to bed. Mm, I don't know if that's going to happen. I will keep it in the back of my head, but... All right, try just the first one. I can't promise you that that's going to happen. Try just the first one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't think you're going to do it. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jim. Hey, have you claimed your company on ThomasNet yet? Yes. And you can connect with over one and a half million industrial buyers who use thomasnet.com every day to source new suppliers. Yeah, when you claim your company profile, you'll be able to access your supplier analytics dashboard to see which companies are actively sourcing for what you offer and gain insights into market demand, buyer intent, comparative benchmarks, and more. Wow, that's a mouthful. And you also get collaboration tools so you can add team members who can administer the account, make updates to your company profile in order to increase engagement. It's a really, really great site. It's free. Go to thomasnet.com forward slash claim to get listed. And the Metalworking Nation gets 25% off an annual subscription with the code CHIPS25, C-H-I-P-S 25. Sounds like a deal. I'm too tired to record this episode. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. Welcome to Making Chips. My name is Jason Zenger, and I will be your host today. And I am joined by my original co-host, Jim Carr. The Careful, you were going to say something else. No, I know I it. Yes, you were. I was going to call you the other OG in manufacturing podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call me that. And today we're going to discuss whether sleepy leaders are better leaders. And obviously, I disagree with that. How to get better sleep at night. So this episode was actually inspired really, by a conversation. Ma- really manufacturing. Well, it is. It is and it is. Centric. Sometimes you got to go, you want to talk about something that's relevant, and it doesn't always have to do with making chips, I guess. It could pertain to any kind of leadership, but I still think that it's relevant because... It is relevant. The There's manufacturing no question. leaders out there, especially the ones that only listen to making chips, and I know a lot of manufacturing leaders that are like, I only listen to your podcast. Right. Well, we need to give them information and inspire them to do things differently, even if it doesn't 100% have to do with manufacturing. Do you want to know something? Is that okay? Is that okay with you? I only listen to making chips. You don't even listen to making chips, do you? I do. Do I you? Do. Okay, well, I don't. Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you any more than Thanks. I have to. <laughs> so anyway, this is an episode that was inspired by a conversation that I had with Dave. And he had a conversation with me about just having some trouble sleeping. I know that you've talked to me about having trouble sleeping at night sometimes. I used to take Ambien all the time. Exactly. And now you don't. I do not. And so you made some corrections. I don't know if I helped you with some of my stuff with that or not, but everybody can learn some tips and tricks on how to sleep better at nighttime. So anyway, before we get into that, what's going on great for you? This is why I can't sleep lately. We have an opportunity for a big, big increase in business. Great. Yeah. Good for you. A six-year contract. We've never really had anything. Contracts that big. are good. 
Contracts Remember are good. Remember what we talked about on a previous episode is that's how you get your EBITDA up more. Is oh, by, I know, honestly didn't contracts. even think of that. But I know you didn't. That's not I thought of the long term, but I bought two brand new five axis machines last week and I'm going to buy a Zeiss CMM and that's not only going to be it. I'll probably have to buy more in 2023, but they'll be staged out like one is coming in December. One is coming in January. The Zeiss, I guess, is going to be as soon as we can get it in. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, I actually knew about your machine purchases because on Saturday night, well, you told me, first of all, you told me first, and then I confirmed it with the only other person in Chicago who's in the metal cutting industry. He had a Halloween party on Saturday night and I was there. And, and he said, oh, by the way, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I mentioned it to him because he wouldn't like just mention that. But I don't know what we were, the conversation we were having just about business and the future. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jim. Bought a couple of new machines. I'm like, yeah, I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so that was a conversation. And quite frank, that's been causing a little bit of me not being able to sleep at night. Just sometimes a lot of business, even if you know you're like one of the things when there's a recession, you're like, how am I going to fill the pipeline? And then as soon as that pipeline is full and it's like, oh, gosh, this is going to make me crazy. So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I guess for me, mine kind of goes along with the same thing is that we had a really good October. I mean, I keep getting nervous about this whole recession. Don't get thing, nervous. But like, this is going to be a killer year. And October was one of our biggest sales months. So I'm really. Yeah, don't get nervous about, about the recession because you know why? Jason Zanger can't do anything about it. You can't stand out in the middle of the street and say, and hold back the recession. Exactly. Ah, I know I can't. I can't put it all on my shoulders. Put it back. Exactly. There's nothing you can do. But so you know what I can do? You can prepare. I can get out there and make things happen. You can get out there and make things happen. As best I can. Yes. As best I can, I can get out there and, and make things happen. And you can prepare yourself. This is not about a recession. This is about being able to sleep. No, this is about trying to go to sleep and pretend like a recession's not coming in the future. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, did the feds raise the rates today? Were they going to? I haven't been paying attention oh, to that. I know they have been raised. Do you think that? No, they said early November is going to be for sure going to raise it another three quarter, they say. Oh, it just says Dow falls nearly 100 points on first day of November as Fed decision looms. Oh, as so, Fed decision yeah, looms. So for those of you, they haven't made the decision I know yet. this episode doesn't come out February 1st, but that's what the date is today. No, today's November 1st. You said February. That's what I meant to say. November. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I guess not. <laughs> so you and I always use the term, what's keeping you up at night? And we use this term and we ask each other and we also ask our colleagues in manufacturing in order to figure out what topics to talk about and making chips. So like what's bothering people so that we can do an episode about it. So it could be hiring. It could be robotics. It could be what I do, which is tooling. It could be sales, the pipeline, like we were just talking about, or it could be quality control. So what is driving your inability to truly rest because you're concerned about what needs to be accomplished tomorrow? What you need to consider is that while it's important to be concerned about those things, it's even more important to get rest. Because if you're not getting rest, you're just not going to perform like you should. And even going down to like sleep being the cause of death. I mean, if you think about auto accidents, people falling asleep at the oh wheel. Oh my God, all the time. Think about a surgeon who he needs to do several big surgeries that day and he didn't get enough rest. I think about the pilots flying the, the planes. Pilots? Or Jim, what about your quality control manager who's responsible for checking parts that are going to go into aerospace? Yes, I, I mean, totally agree. Or what about your safety director who needs to make sure that the stamping department is safe? I mean, those are all very critical situations where people really do need to get rest. And I think it's important for manufacturing leaders to not push their people to the point where they're expecting them to answer emails at midnight 
And then they come to work the next morning being tired Zoned and out. not performing their job well. Sure. So I'd like to put this into two parts. So we're going to have the why sleep is important, and then we're going to have the how to make sure that you get yourself better sleep. So the why part, I think a lot of these should be very obvious. So your health. So I believe, my kind of worldview, God designed us to need rest for both our mental and our physical health. And like a lot of times, if you think back to when your kids were younger, when they get a cold, you want them to sleep it off, right? Because that's your body's time to rest and rejuvenate. And I heard the best analogy. I didn't make this up, but somebody gave this analogy where when you're sleeping on like a cellular level, it's your body's time to take out the trash. So your body is taking out the trash of cleaning things up at the cellular level in your body. I don't understand what that means. So like all of the micro activities that are going on in your body, one of them is that your body is actually using that time of sleep in order to clean things up. So if you think about not getting sleep, you're not giving your body the time to clean up yourself. And that's where you start to lose your hair, you start to get wrinkles, you start to get sick. I'm not saying that there's a direct correlation between, say, like diseases like cancer and... I bet you there is. I'm just not saying it. I agree with you. I bet you there is. There is. I believe that there is. Poor health is totally attributed. I'm not a doctor. I've never done the study. I want to be careful about... Well, you could Google it, but would it be real or true? Yeah. I mean, let's just use our intuition. And we know that there is a correlation there. Just kind of like a side little story. I used to have a roommate in college who he always said this. He used to say to me, I'll get sleep when I die. Because he would come home after a night of partying at like midnight and he'd like start studying for a test. At the midnight? Next day. After he was hammered? Well, you think about like, I don't know if I'm not saying he was hammered, but I'm just saying he was at a party and he'd have a test the next day and he hadn't studied for it. He hadn't studied for whatever, or maybe just hadn't got his work done and he'd come back and he'd get the work done. When you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, you, you could do it. do that. But there's a lot of people that... There's a lot of people that are really pushed to working hard and they only get four hours of sleep because they're like, I got a lot of work to do. Exactly. And his statement was always, I'll get sleep when I die. So do you remember him saying that? Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because he would come home late. I'm like, I'm about to go to sleep. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So anyway, we believe that there is a correlation. I'm just not saying that I've seen a study out there where there is a correlation. But you think about heart disease, cancer, other diseases, you need your sleep. The second one is productivity. So I actually took this quote from Inc.com. And it says, business leaders who prioritize their seven to eight hours of regular nightly sleep are likely to be more balanced and productive. It's not a silver bullet. You can't just sleep in on the weekends and think it will make you perform better during the week. But good, consistent sleep will pay dividends that extend even beyond your work life. So from a productivity standpoint, if you're not getting sleep, you're not as productive. And one of the things that I do know is that there is a diminishing returns as far as the number of hours that you work in a week too. Like a lot of people will say that once you hit that point of like 50 hours of work in a week, you actually start to be less productive. And getting sleep is all kind of like wrapped up in that. I totally agree. Another thing that I found interesting, and this actually was a study, but there was another study that found that a person who's awake for 19 or 20 hours, so you only sleep in four to five hours a night, performs tasks like somebody who is legally drunk. You know what? I could totally believe that. 
I could not function on four to five hours of sleep. Well, you used to not get that much sleep. And actually, oh, kind of no, thought no. you were drunk coming to record a podcast sometimes. Well, think again, because I could not record a podcast on four or five hours sleep. I was only getting much more than that during IMTS week because I was we, we were, were completely off. We were out. But we I were... think about like you a few years ago, you were not getting as much sleep as you are now. I was not. You mentioned using Ambien and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Well, on the Ambien, I was. Yeah. Well, on the Ambien, you were. But Ambien is very overused. Totally. Sure. And then there's another study that found that if you sleep six hours a night for 10 days in a row, you'll be as impaired in your performance by day 11 as someone who pulled an all-nighter. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, And that's on six? That's on six. Okay. So the minimum that we're striving for is what? I try for eight, and I usually get like seven. Okay. That's what I go for. And okay. I'd like to get eight. My wife's pretty good at getting eight hours of sleep, but it's hard sometimes. I try for nine. Yeah. I'm going to start trying for nine, too. And I get between seven and eight. What time do you wake up in the morning? Five. So you go to bed at eight? I do. Wow. I do. I try to. I try yeah. to. Okay. Sometimes, for whatever you reason. You know, I did that math really quickly. <laughs> well, you did, because did you see me count, use my fingers? No, I didn't. My wife always knows when I'm yeah. ready to go to bed. When she sees my fingers start going yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, she goes, yeah. yeah, we'll go to bed soon. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it depends on what's happening the next day. You know, right. There's a lot of variables in that. Yeah. My last point is there's also several sources which say that people who get too little sleep have a higher risk of weight gain and obesity than people who get seven to eight hours of sleep. I a totally night. heard that. And that before. goes back to that whole health notion. Yep. So if you're out there working out all the time and doing your cardio, but you're only getting four or five or six hours of sleep, you might want to reconsider just figuring out how to sleep better. Yep. So now let's go to the how. So we want to talk about how to achieve better sleep. So there's a lot of people that come from that hustle mentality. And I used to be kind of like that. You and I talked to somebody recently that was a part of that hustle mentality. It was like, I'm going to work 20 hours a day. I'm yeah. going to get these things done. And it's really important. I mean, that's good to do that if you need to, like, say, get a business off the ground or accomplish something in the short term. But it's really not a good long term strategy. So what I did is I came up with just a bunch of practices that I've used to calm my racing brain down and settle down before the end of the night. I mean, you know me. I'm anxious to hear yeah. how you've done this. I have a very anxious brain and I'm trying I to will, call myself. Since I've met you and we've shared a lot of time together in the last nine years, uh, I have noticed a little bit of a change. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. In the last year and a half. Really? Yes, I have. Wow. Yeah, Thank so you. I'm anxious to hear what you're doing Thank differently. You. That's awesome. You're Thanks. not taking pills? No, not at all. Not at all. Quite the opposite. So just trying to do some of these practices. Okay. My number one point is choose a time to end work and stick to it. So I agree. Consistency. Yeah. So each workday, you have to start at a certain time and end at a certain time. So yep. you should be able to figure out what time you're going to end work at the end of the day. I mean, sometimes problems happen, things get thrown at you, but that shouldn't be the norm. It shouldn't be every day that you're dealing with a problem that you're emailing at eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night, you need to say, okay, I'm going to finish work at six or tomorrow I'm going to finish work at four or the next day I'm going to finish work at seven. You know what I mean? I've got kind of my routine and my wife knows this where certain days of the week, I might extend my work day out until like a later time, depending on what day of the week it is. But there's always going to be an end time. What you don't want to do is you don't want to have this mindset where you're perpetually working. You're like, front of the TV and you're emailing and you're emailing right before you go to bed or in your case where you used to have your phone underneath your pillow and you're emailing. Dude, I can get so much done in the middle of the night. Or going on. I mean, as much as ProShop is an amazing ERP system and all the... No, I don't do that. Well, I mean, all I'm it's saying... mostly personal stuff. All the manufacturing leaders out there should check out ProShop ERP. But like, even if you can't get access on your phone, 
it's probably not healthy for you. And hopefully Paul would agree with that. Yes, he would. I'm sure he would. So choose a time to end your work and stick to it. Okay, the next one, which I think is just as important, is develop a routine or a checklist of tasks that you do at the end of each day. So this is like mentally closing and locking the door on your work so that your brain is relaxed. You're like, okay, I've done these three things or these 10 things, and I've shut the door and locked it. The end of my workday is done. Okay. So for me, one of the things that I do at the end of the workday is I review all of my accomplishments. So kind of like you, Jim, I handwrite my to-dos, my little notepad, my planner here. And then at the end of the day, when I'm ready to leave work, I can look through it and be like, yeah, I got a lot of stuff done today. And I'm pretty happy about that. That way my brain can kind of rest knowing, hey, I shut the door, I've locked it, and I'm leaving work in the past. It could be check your email, could be the last thing you do at the end of the workday. I would not recommend that. Well, it's okay. Because you start going on trajectories. No, no, no. But you're checking your email. You're making sure that you've answered all of those last things. And then you're closing it out and you're finishing it. You're shutting the door and you're locking it. Mm -hmm. So you come up with your own routine, but it just comes down to developing that list of tasks that you do in order to shut the day down. Sure. The next one is screen time. So I think this is pretty obvious to everybody, but the whole notion of looking at screens and making sure you turn that off at least 60 minutes before you go to bed, it's really true. I mean, that light really does get your brain wired and engage you in a manner that it's just not healthy for sleep. I don't think that affects me that much. Me personally, it might affect other people. Why don't you try an experiment? Because I can fall asleep watching TV. No, no problem. That's not about the falling asleep. What is it? It's about the staying asleep. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not good to fall asleep on the couch every night of the week watching TV with the glass. There's something that happens, I believe it has to do with like your melatonin production and just hormones and stuff like that, that having that screen in front of you at nighttime really throws that off. I agree with you. And I think most people out there that have trouble sleeping, it's not about the falling asleep. It's about the staying asleep. Yes, that's it for me for sure. The next thing is exercise and stretching. So huge. It's super, super important to exercise. Super important. And I've made this mistake before. Exercising right before you go to bed is not good. In the mornings are the best. In the mornings would be really good. I don't do the mornings. I sometimes can like do it when I get home from work or something like that, but don't do it right before you go to bed. But what you can do right before you go to bed, let's just say it's nighttime. You're like, oh, I didn't exercise. Stretch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a stretch in. That might be helpful before you go to bed, but absolutely don't do like cardio right before you plan on going to sleep. The other thing, and this is something that I didn't follow until just recently, but eating. So I love to eat. You love to eat. But eating really close to bedtime, like within, they say two hours from some of the research that I've done, but it's really hard for me to do that. Eating really close to bedtime really does affect your sleep. I think it's one of those that wakes you up. I think it's like your body digesting has something to do with it. It'll put you to sleep, but right. you'll wake up yep. in the middle of the night. Exactly. I totally agree exactly. on that And one. I don't know why that is. And I don't need to know why. All I know is that it's true. It is true. If I eat right before I go to bed, I don't know why. You haven't talked really about booze yet. Well, that kind of goes into eating. So yeah. let's be honest. Wine and alcohol, it really does affect your it sleep. Does. It does. It does. It does. If you are really that person who you're like, I need to do everything I possibly can. Stop drinking. You know what I mean? I can sharpen up some or of these other skills. Or if you want to have a glass or two of wine, have it early enough in the back. That would be and better. And then when you stop, and that's the hard part, when you stop, just drink maybe three or four glasses of water. Yeah. 
Well, you drink at like noon most work days, no, right? Not so, noon. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> I do have a glass when I get home from work with my meal. Yeah, so there you go. religiously, no, I'm just playing. Well, it used That's to be okay. back in the day. I remember this like <laughs> just kind of a side quick story. One of the first products that I really, when I started working at Zenger's, that I really got my knowledge up in was bandsaw blades. So we had a bandsaw blade welding center. We were a distributor for Lennox. It was owned by the Davis family at the time. And they used to have this thing where they never made any important business decisions unless they were went to lunch and had a couple of drinks. Oh, no. Well, that's what my parents... <laughs> but this my was dad like 30 just, years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like... It's Can you imagine funny to think about that. Your dad did that too? Double martinis at lunch. <laughs> I don't know if he had two, maybe one. But still, if I had one martini, there's no way it could work. Yeah. Ever. I, I, know. I wouldn't want to. I know. I wouldn't want to either. No way. Absolutely. I mean, you could record a podcast. But oh, I don't even know. Well, maybe. Yeah, you could. Maybe. We have. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So be careful about eating too close to bedtime. Yes. And be honest with yourself that wine and alcohol does affect your sleep. I mean, I've measured it. Another thing that affects my sleep is spicy food. So hmm. even whether I eat it close to nighttime or not, and one of the things that I will do is if, let's just say I have a dinner party to go to, and I know I'm going to have a glass or two of wine. Those are the times where I might take like a melatonin or something like that before I go to bed, which I don't recommend because I don't think it's actually on a regular basis good for you. But like situationally, I'll sometimes do that if I know that I've done the bad things that I normally don't do to get good sleep. Okay. And then right before I go to sleep, and this is my second to last point, I'll sometimes drink some like relaxing, non-caffeinated tea. It kind of like gets me, my body, my mind ready. And then I'll have my prayer and devotional time. Yeah. I've never been a tea guy. And I didn't start until my wife started doing it. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I will drink a glass of tea, I guess. But at nighttime, it just doesn't interest me. There are some like special herbal teas that'll actually help to calm you down. Yes. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, There are some special ones. And then the other thing that's really good right before you go to bed that I'm trying to be a lot better at is I always read before I go to bed, but I'm making sure that I'm always reading a fiction book before I go to bed. And I'm always reading my phone. (laughs) I know. And that's a problem. I know. I know. I know. know. But here's the thing. Okay. So you don't have to read fiction, but you could read like an autobiography. Maybe you could read some kind of self-help, but even that can get you wired. But what you don't want to read is you don't want to read your phone and you don't want to read a business book. What about playing solitaire on your phone at night? No, it's screen time, man. Okay. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm getting really good at solitaire lately. (laughs) Here's the Don't, thing. Listen, I'm getting better. I know you are. No, but I'm here's some advice. Of it, so here's some advice. Okay. What about reading some autobiographies of people? Oh God, just does not. Maybe sound read like, fun. like autobiographies of like our forefathers that founded the country. You know, or now something. that I think about it, I used to read fiction. I used to read like Stephen King novels. Okay. Yeah, yeah, those were great. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. those were great. Yeah, yeah. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to read like a business book or read your email because that's just going to get your brain wired and you're totally thinking about that in the middle of the night because what you put into your brain right before you go to bed is what you're going to be dreaming about and sleeping about. And then it's going to jolt you awake. Yes. So you got to be careful about it. And then my last and final point. Okay. Tape your mouth. Yes. (laughs) We've heard about the taping the mouth thing. How's that going, Mr. Zanger? (laughs) I actually did it last night. I don't do it every night, but it has trained me to breathe through it. She does. Yeah, okay. because I definitely don't snore when I tape my you mouth. snore? That's weird. Not very loud. Yeah. So, huh. yeah, I had my nose, the inside deviated septum fixed. I Man. had my tonsils removed, and I had the punching bag in the back of my mouth all removed at the same time. Really? Never known that. My wife calls it Muppet Mouth. 
Huh. Because I don't have that little hanging thing. Oh, that's called your uvula. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My wife just calls it Muppet Mouth because, you know, like with the Muppets, they just had like a red little circle. I don't. When they open their mouth. Yeah. I did not know that you had that procedure. Yeah, but I had that done. Just help me snore last. But now that I'm taping my mouth, I'm getting better at it. Oh, no. This is a long time ago. Before you knew me. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Long time ago. Cool. So I've got a couple tips here. Okay, great. Unless you don't care, but I've got a couple more tips that I don't do, but I'll talk about them after you. These are ones that I just did some research Listen, on. We're not know? doctors. This yeah. is our disclaimer. We're yeah. not doctors. Please. Yes. We're just trying to help the metalworking nation with some tips that's working for us lately. So here are mine that have helped me. Okay. Let's go back a few years. Let's go back 10 years. Yes, I did have issues sleeping. I've always had issues sleeping and I was using Ambien. 10 years ago, let me tell you, it put you to sleep. And I'm not saying to not use it. If you're really suffering, maybe there's something really tragic in your life that you really need to get past, then I can understand it. Could be addictive, but you certainly get used to it. It's not something to take all the time. When you mix it with alcohol, you can have serious ramifications. And I've had, well, I won't tell the story, that one story, but I've woken up in the middle of the night and walked places and not even know that I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, people get in cars and drive. They don't even know they're doing it. That's true. I mean, that's freaky. The same thing goes for melatonin. Like, even though it's a naturally produced by your body, it's not a drug like Ambien. Your body can be like, oh, well, I'm getting this external source of melatonin. I don't need to actually produce it as much. So then you start to get more and more addicted on taking the pill instead of trying to train your body in other ways to sleep better, get your hormones in check and start producing more melatonin naturally. Mm -hmm. The next thing is on the melatonin quickly. I have that in my drawer at home. Mm -hmm. I just bought it on Amazon. I got like a high dose, I guess, but I've taken it maybe one or two times. I don't like it. It got me to sleep, but I felt really dizzy the next morning. Like, Mm -hmm. have you ever Mm -hmm. done NyQuil? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're a manufacturing podcast and we're talking about this. But anyway, I think this is all going to be helpful for the metalworking nation. I yeah, mean, yeah, these yeah. These are yeah. relevant things that we talk about okay. when we're together with our friends, so, Jim, or our colleagues. I guess. I guess you're right. When we're drinking, uh, I ditched the Ambien. I really don't take melatonin. So what I've come to change that has been the most impactful for me in my life is just forget about it. And I know that it's really hard to forget about all those pains and those fires at the office or at the shop or in your life or your kids. But here's the thing. We're all doing the best we can do with what we have. We're all trying to make really good decisions for our families and our businesses. And if you can honestly say that you're doing the best you can do, that's it. You're doing the best you can do. You don't need to do any better. It's going to be okay. Boom. That's a tough one, but that has helped me a lot. Don't worry about it. It'll all be fine. Everyone else has problems like this too. And this kind of goes back to my worldview, having just kind of an an eternal view of life. And you're right. Like you're not going to take those problems with you when you die. No, not at all. And when you're on your deathbed, it's not going to be the situation where, oh, I wish I would have worked harder. Nobody ever said that. And this has gotten easier for me because I'm getting older and I, I can realize see that. that. Yeah, I can I see that. I realize that because it's just not worth it. No. My family is the most important thing, not my business. 
I believe in being consistent in your sleep and wake hours. Yeah, kind of like waking up at five every day. It's yeah. really important. If you to could do that. that, if you could be yep. consistent, yep. I agree with you. If you're all over the place, it's not any good at all. Yep. I believe in exercise, and you know that very well that yeah. I've been exercising consistently for at least 10 years. Turn off the push notifications on your phone. Oh, Jim, that, why is that phone even near you? I know. You know how you get a little icon on your mail app that says you've got a couple emails to read? I turn that off. So the only time I get emails is when I open the app and it pulls them in. And I don't have like my LinkedIn, my Instagram. None of those have push notifications. Okay, I have a challenge for you. Okay. Will you accept this challenge? If it's within reason. I think it is within reason. Okay. Okay. Turn off your phone every night at 7 p.m. and don't bring it up to your bedroom. So that's the first part of the challenge. The second part of the challenge is find a fiction book to read before you go to bed. Mm, I don't know if that's going to happen. I will keep it in the back of my head, but... All right, try just the first I one. I can't promise you that try that's going to happen. Try just the first happen. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to do it. No, wait a minute. If I can still use my phone, here's what I've been doing that has been really helping a lot. But if I could do it, why can't you do it? I'm not you. Well, I know. I'm but me. I know. We're all different. So if you do choose to sleep with your phone, we all have Spotify. There's a thing called sleep hypnosis, and it's a British guy. I'm trying to get through the first minute and a half of uh, sponsorships, but you could just fast forward through it. But it's all about breathing techniques. And honest to God, Jason, it really works. And the more often I use it, the faster I can get to sleep. So that's funny that you mentioned that because that was actually going to be one of the things that I was going to mention that I don't do but other people have recommended it. Yeah, it's really good. As ways to help yourself to get better sleep at nighttime. And that kind of goes to like, that would be an alternative to reading a book. Yes, yes. But you're the doing thing is your different. phone is right there. Yep. And so what I do is, so I fall asleep listening to this and then I have to wake up sometime and turn it off. Mm-hmm. But it definitely gets me to sleep. It's a breathing technique. Sure. That's very, very, very I don't important. like it because it just requires some kind of electronic device yeah. to help you to go to sleep. Yeah. But if you're married to the phone, this is an option to you. So here's another point that other experts have said really help you with your sleep. And I don't do these things, but I'd love to be able to incorporate them in the future. So one of them is taking a 15-minute walk in the morning within an hour of waking up. And apparently the whole notion of getting sunlight right away in the morning kind of like resets We're have your to wait for daylight savings time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of like resets your circadian clock. Yes. And so it helps you and I think again it goes back to that melatonin production. Did you say circadian? I think I did. I what does that I, mean? I don't know. What does it mean? I don't know. I'm going to define well, it for you. Well, how can you use the word when you don't even know what it means? Well, cuz I'm just using it like as it's commonly used and I just don't have the definition for it. Okay. Circadian of biological processes recurring naturally on a 24-hour cycle even in the absence of light fluctuations. So a circadian rhythm. So what I'm saying here is that you can use the light to help you reset that circadian rhythm so that your body will know later on a more appropriate time to go to sleep and cool. to stay asleep. Gotcha. And then the other thing is blocking every single piece of light in your room down to clocks and blackout shades and everything like that and just making it perfectly dark. Yeah, and cold. And cold. And cold. That was another one. I do that too. Cold yeah. is good. I wish to get my wife and I on the same page, yeah. but I would kick her out of the bedroom. I would keep it at like 63 degrees if I could. <laughs> I don't know if I go 63, but you know what I actually have? 68 is pretty good. And I didn't good. even mention this. What's that? I actually have this special thing that goes underneath my fitted sheet and it's like a little 
thin mat thing that is pumped full of cold water in order to lower the temperature just on my side. Oh, cool. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, That's very cool. So I use that because my wife likes it a little warmer. Sure. Anyway, so yeah, Jim's right. This was not manufacturing centric, but I still think that it's very important as a manufacturing leader. It's leadership centric. And we want to talk about all things that are going to be helpful to the metalworking nation and to manufacturing leaders out there who want to do better. So I hope that you got some value out of it. We want to equip and inspire manufacturing leaders to live a healthier, more impactful life. Absolutely. So these are just a few tips. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can send an email to info at makingchips.com. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Do you guys like that we're doing these episodes that are no, not manufacturing-centric? Like or would you rather we just stick to what we know best, which is making chips? Hmm. That's going to be an interesting answer. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. If you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips Podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com. <laughs>